So, um, Alex and Nikki, Alex first, why did you become a partner? Um, partly because I got asked to become a partner. Now, if I'm being really cynical about it, I think I was asked to be a partner 18 months prior to our merger. So I'm wondering if the GPs actually just wanted to make sure that I stayed. Tie um, you in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that it, it was a good idea at the time. It um, come from a practice. The practice that I was prior to the merger was a good good practice. We were um, really good set of GPs, really good team, really enjoyed being part of that team, didn't want to go anywhere. And yeah, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay. And Nikki, how about you? How did it all come about for you? Uh, mine was raised by the partners in an appraisal a um, couple, of, couple of years after I started. Um, and then like life, you forget about it. Um, so I brought it up a couple of years later and they were still in agreement. So went from there. But so would you say generally, if you're thinking about it, it's a good idea to do you do it at the partnership meeting? Do you do it at an appraisal? If you have one, hopefully you do. Um, and it, or do you do it sort of just take one partner inside and just say, well, what do you think? What do you recommend? I think it depends on your own partnership and your own relationship with those partners. Um, and you'll probably know if it's something that you're considering, you'd probably know best about whether it's one partner or whether to go to the whole partnership in a partnership meeting. You'll know best how to how to approach that I think it's okay. difficult to say really okay so Nikki what are the benefits of being a, a partner if you're a practice manager um you're one of them um which has pros and cons you just have to think that through um so I feel so much closer to my partners now um we were close and they always shared things and took my opinion but the change is very subtle um they talk more openly about how they're feeling and you get to see more of them so not just the doctor more of their personal side um i've got an equal vote so the things about development recruiting um yeah i have an equal vote so i feel i've got a louder voice for my non-clinical team um than i used to some of the staff not all of them, but a couple of them feel that I've switched sides. Um, so it's just having to work that through with your team and feel comfortable in yourself that what's happening. But I don't think that's true. I just think it gives me more. And about you, Alex, do you feel the same? Yeah, I think so. It, it's quite a subtle change becoming going from employee to employer. And I think it takes the staff a little while to adjust to that, particularly the ones that have known you as an employee and a voice for them and but it's not to say you're still not a voice for them. You still are. It's just in a slightly different way. And yeah, you definitely have a different relationship with your GP partners. They are, they sort of, it's much closer. They, as Nikki says, they, they seem to be open up a bit more about them and how they're feeling and their personalities come out a bit more rather than just being the GP. So yeah, definitely okay. about equality. Yeah. So you touched a little bit on pay then. So obviously, if you're making decisions on should we employ five more receptionists, this might affect your pay now, I guess, if you're on drawings. So, Nikki, how do you how does the pay work? How did you negotiate it? Where do you start? And what is the effect? What does the effect have on your decision making? I never like spending money in the first place. So it's um, it no, just it's <laughs> um, so it just helps to realise that decisions that you are making affect you, even though most of us would really think it through before asking for money. Um you, for, for drawings though, is that what you mean for my Yes, yeah, so I just I just wonder how you're paid. Are, are you paid on drawings or a proportion of what's coming in, that sort of thing, or is it are you a salaried partner? 
No, so I'm a full um, partner, exactly the same as the GPs. Um, we started off talking to the accountants because we had no idea how I would equate to a session. So um, they went away, came back with an offer, which we discussed and then came up with an, an agreed amount. But I am paid the same sessional rate as the partners are. I just have, I've, and how many part sessions I work is that's what I get. Um, okay, Nikki, how does the pay work? Oh, sorry, Alex, how does the pay work for you? Um, like Nikki, I am a full partner. Um, I my pay is not the same rate as the GPs, but I'm okay with that because I don't want to work 18 hours a day and um, do all that. So um, that's I have a good rate, which is better than what my salary was. But um, I am comfortable with my rate, and I guess you've got to find you're thinking about a partnership. You've got to think about what it is that you're doing for that the value that you're providing the business and how how much you're providing the business um, and where you sit in relationship with the GPs. Um, so I I negotiated other things like I, I work a nine-day fortnight, not that I often do that, but I have got a nine-day fortnight in there. I've got um, longer leave. Uh, there's other things you can negotiate other than pay as part of the agreement, I would say that. Okay, and do you um, part own premises too, if, if that's appropriate in your practices? Yes, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's an equal uh, equal share um, premises owner with the GPs. Okay. Um, people have been scared a little bit about pensions and final pay. Has that been something you've looked into? Um, and can you reassure people about that, Nikki? Uh, I just get scared at reading it at the moment. <laughs> um, but no, it's not something I've done yet. But I need to do so. Okay, Alex. Nikki's a bit younger than me. <laughs> um, it's something that I'm aware of. Um, it's you have your pension is more similar to GP pension, but has a few caveats around. It's not exactly the same as the GP's pension. So, as a partner, as self-employed, you are paying the employee and the employer rate out of your um, profit share, and um, so you're paying both bits. So you have to consider that although your profit share might look a nice figure, but actually you've got to take take out your employer rate and your employee rate out of that before you get what your drawings are. Um, as for final pay controls, they have lessened, haven't they, in April? So they're not quite as high, um, but they are still there. So it, I think it does take into fluctuations of um, the partnership business going up and down, but um, you've just got to be wary in your last three years not, not to take massive, massive, if your if practice has done really, really well, that's when it'll it could possibly affect you in your last three years before but take advice from the accountant is kind Absolutely, of all yeah. the way and what about partnership agreements have you had legal advice have you signed up properly i mean do you take yourself as seriously as you would if a gp partner was was coming on absolutely yes um i spent some okay i knew i knew about our partnership accounts i knew what we were looking at but i did actually make a point of spending quite a lot of time with the accountant and going through it and what it meant for me as a person rather than me as a business yeah. I think I would definitely say that was money well spent from my point of view and yeah. making sure that I pay the accountant to do my tax returns just like the GPs do um, yeah. because that can get quite messy as well if you do it you try and do it yourself yeah. yes I can imagine Nikki's thing uh, um, yeah so new deed but I spent a lot of time talking to the accountants about me because I was a new mum um, got a mortgage to pay I had to make sure that I was making the right decision and the deeds have been all updated to make sure that I'm protected because I'm non-clinical. Well, I was going to say, I was going to talk about indemnity, actually. So protection over clinical errors. Are you still liable, Alex? No, I've got um, 
I worked with our, when we drew up the partnership agreement, I worked with our lawyers to say that there was, it was a clause in our partnership agreement that the other GP political partners indemnify me against any, I don't know, clinical misdemeanors that they have. So that should the partnership be, I don't know, have to pay out for that, then I wouldn't be part of that paying out, as it were. They'd have to um, fork out for that because there's nothing that I could do to influence the clinical decision. So that, yeah. they agreed that. Same here. Same, same clause for Unity. Okay. So does it feel different now? So do you feel like you're in this job for life? Does it feel like that? Yes, it does feel a bigger commitment, I think, because um, it is your, you are suddenly a business owner. Um, you are part of the team that owns a business. You have a responsibility staff and that that feels much, I think that feels much more than it did previously that you are responsible for the staff to be able to pay their, more, their own mortgages you are responsible for the staff to be able to have a good working life balance I guess although you have that as a practice manager employee I think there's a slight shift when you're a partner that the yes this belongs to you as it were okay and Nikki yeah no agreed I mean, you're, we're all passionate, we all care, we all work long hours, um, but it's a very subtle change that suddenly it's partly yours. <laughs> um, Is it kind of more exciting because you're sort of bought into it, you have a little bit more control? Yeah, you're definitely yeah. You're forging the way and actually so you've got an equal say in what the partners are doing for the business. So it, and then it should, they should listen to you, but as a, part, as a partner, if you say no, or I don't disagree with that, they have to listen yeah. yeah. So, do you think going forward, the the practice management voice is is sometimes not heard? Is this the best way of getting it heard? Yeah, I think certainly my influence and my voice is definitely louder. Not that I was particularly quiet beforehand, but I I definitely think that my partners, I wouldn't say take me more seriously, but um, I'm perhaps a little more interested in the details of what I have to say now, as opposed to just the headlines. Okay, Nikki. Yeah, no, no, agree. Yeah, similar. Okay, we've got a few questions that I will try and rattle through. And if we have got more that haven't been answered, we'll come back to those. Um, how do you discuss or decide parity? Are you full-time but considered as six sessions, eight sessions, nine sessions? How does all that work? It's just a negotiation you need to have with your partners when you move forward. Um, so I work four days a week. Um, how does that compare to... A, eight session partner and it's just the nuances at the end that's really personal between you and your partnership I think yeah yeah a couple more, more about um premises but we have we you have bought into the property haven't you both of you yeah yeah, yeah. okay but there's just, always ways there's ways of means so I'm not flush with cash and sold my house to get here um it's a conversation to have with the accountants with the bank managers with the partners and, the, and finding a way forward okay. for both both parties yeah, certainly. I took um, two years to get the full full whack for my um, capital account that sat in the business. So um, I just took less drawings for two years, and then that's built up now. So um, I've got the full amount to save the duties in the capital account. Okay, so you need to go in this to, into this with your eyes wide open and get very good, sound, professional advice, don't you? Yeah, and, and um, certainly good um, conversations with your partners. You need to understand how they view working in the business. For example, if there was a problem with the roof of the, of the premises and you owned it, are they likely to want you to dig into your own pocket to fund that? Uh, so as a share, or are they likely are they more comfortable 
taking out a business loan and things like that. So you have to understand about how the business functions and how their thought process is around that, which I guess as a practice manager you do know, but it's probably a conversation you've never actually really necessarily had. Okay. And Mark Till's just put in a, um, a comment that is a thorn in our, all of our sides. The fact that the new to partnership scheme is still not available um, to practice managers. And um, those of you who are involved in the IGPM, you'll know that they're fighting that cause well. I spoke to Krishna Kasarani from BMA and he said, yeah, yeah, I'm fighting the cause, I'm fighting the cause. So we are on it. But it, the more noise we can all make about it, I think the better, because I think we all feel that's a massive inequity. Um, so I think we'll leave it there. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much, Nikki. That's been really helpful. Um, I think, are you both happy to take questions afterwards to your email? If, if people want to contact you, if I can pass people on to you, that would be very helpful. And Giselle, can we put the poll back up now? I just wonder whether people have changed their mind. So would you now become a partner? As a, as a, let's just see. Let's just see if everybody's changed their mind. So let's just see. So we have 57% don't know last time, 29% yes, and 14% no. Oh, look at that. That's looking good. Well, certainly the yes wasn't the majority last time, was it? Okay, I could I could endlessly watch that for hours. I think we better take it down now because we're running out of time. Thank you, Giselle. That's been great. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Nikki. That was really interesting. And obviously now 48% of the practice managers think that's a good idea. So I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, job well done. Thank you very much.